gradually over the course of an hour or so the whole thing had started to slide because it was made with fresh cream it was a naked cake and um, she had to had to rescue it with with more cream and, and strawberries and literally redecorate the whole cake Welcome to the Yes To I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello and welcome to Yes To I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name's Jack and I'm your co-host today. I'm joined as always by the ever lovely Chris Piercy. Say hi, Chris. Hello there, everybody. How are we all doing today? It's interesting that Jack refers to me as the lovely Chris Piercy, as you will hear in this show that Jack wasn't particularly lovely for me. Uh, So yeah, make your own minds up on that. Uh, Who joined us today, Jack? with Angela joining us today from Mon Bellamore Cakecraft. Uh, she's talking about cakes and the importance of a wedding cake. This is how we got on. So Angela, do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about what you do? Okay, so um, I'm Angela and I, I make wedding cakes. <laughs> um, been making wedding cakes for the past 18 months. Um, and my speciality in cake making is to hang a wedding cake. So I hang them upside down. Is that a fairly new thing? Yeah, I think it started more in um, London, in the Midlands. They're very, very popular um, in Asian weddings where they have either huge amounts of tears, 10 plus tears, or they will hang them and, and do many tears. Uh, the company that makes the, the hanging frame kits uh, started about four or five years ago, I think, something like that. Um, and until recently, I think, I can't say for definite, but I think I was the um, only person hanging wedding cakes in Dorset. But I do know there's somebody who, who had a hanging cake that wasn't from me, so I think there is another person now in Dorset doing it. Yeah, so you're relatively new to the market, but I think 18 months is not... Uh, a novice and not a beginner, you've probably learnt quite a bit in that time already. Uh, so, yeah. are, are, you, are you enjoying the, uh, the the whole wedding experience? Absolutely, I've loved this summer. I've been really busy with wedding cakes over the summer, and um, kind of a lot of the cakes this year have been uh, buttercream ones. Within with the heat of the summer has been quite a challenge as well. Um, so it's been working on the structural side of things that I enjoy the challenge and the science side um, of getting lots of buttercream cakes to, to stay put in the heat. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's something I've seen a lot of. In fact, I saw a wedding cake this summer. Uh, we were in a marquee wedding and it was a massive cake. It was probably six maybe seven tiers something like that it was huge and uh it was one of the hottest days of the year and they had five i think it was five air conditioning units all pointed straight at this cake to keep it cool because there was no other way it was going to stay cool oh my goodness so i totally empathize with that i think it's interesting that you actually mentioned the the, the science of it there because um my, my partner does a uh a bit of baking i mean she she sold cakes for a little while and she's gone into something else now, but she did a uh, a catering or a caterer's course or a cooking course to do with cakes. Um, and I didn't realize quite how much science actually goes into uh, things like the particular temperature you've got to get chocolate to in order to get it to be malleable in the right way and things like that. So that's kind of a, the kind of geek in me makes, uh, that makes me uh, kind of excited and kind of fascinates me somewhat, so, which, just doesn't help me in any way, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's a 
I just think it's fascinating. Yeah, I think that's probably partly why I started the business. I have a, I have a geek partner and he was like, come on, these cakes look so pretty. I think you need to start, start doing them on a, a more kind of professional level. Um, and it was kind of, yeah, it's the science side and the structure, particularly with the hanging cakes, the structure and the physics of how it all works and how it all put, is put together that I really, really quite enjoy. And I, and I just like the challenge of doing something that's going to look beautiful, but is a little bit different. And everybody goes, wow. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a, an essential part of a wedding cake is to get people to go, wow. So a, a hanging wedding cake makes perfect sense for, for that kind of thing anyway. So obviously without giving away your uh, your secrets, how does a, a hanging wedding cake work? It literally is physics. It really is the physics. I'm not going to give my secrets away. I never do at wedding shows. Quite <laughs> often you see you see that the, the uh, groom-to-be is there kind of looking at it from underneath and trying to work out how, how it all works. Um, but it is literally simple physics. Um, and then the what would be... The top tier is is the bottom tier and and there you go a lot of the decoration hides a lot of the the work that goes into holding it together as well so does that mean can it be cut in the same way that a uh, um a normal wedding cake could be cut like or, or does it have to be cut in a certain way i mean is, is, is there kind of vast amounts of hidden structural integrity and kind of wires and things in, hidden inside the cake or is it just like a normal cake inside or can you not say yeah, it is just a normal cake inside. There's not a huge amount that, that holds it together um, internally. So um, so you can cut it as an ordinary cake, but what most buried and grooms just poise the knife into uh, the top tier because it is literally suspended so it will swing in any which way direction. So when you, you push into the side of it, it is going to tip a different way. Um, so, yeah. I think that's just so cool because it adds a, a whole new element to a cake in terms of uh, movement, you know, because uh, mm. obviously, you know, you can have different shapes of cake, you can have different ways it's iced, you can have the icing painted, you could have um, all sorts of different decorations and flowers on it, but to then to add the possibility that it's then moving as well, I, I just think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. I love the way that you... That there's no hiding from it either, really. It's... Um, it, it's all or nothing with a hanging cake. Every single side has to be perfect. There's no way you can put it in a corner because the back wasn't looking quite so good as the front. And, and you, you don't want that on a wedding cake in any case. But there's always going to be little odd blemishes. It's handmade. There's always going to be something. Um, but with a hanging cake, you, you really haven't got anywhere to hide with that. I think that it's, uh, that's a really nice thing to that it has actually got to be perfect all the way around because I have heard some horror stories where venues have dropped cakes and stuff and then they have had to be positioned like in a corner somewhere because you know the back of it was got completely ruined or something like that so to uh, have something that's got to be ideal all the way around is uh, something quite special but I always think that you know it's our imperfections which make, make us perfect as well so um, I think that's uh, your face Jack <laughs> Oh, that was a bit sickening, Chris. I'm not. No, God, that was awful. Look, we can't all have a perfect quiff like you, so, you know. I know. But, uh, I know. I spent hours on it. Out. Hours every day. And I, I, I didn't because I'm bald. Um, and. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes. 
I think we should move on. Well, you've, uh, you've just like <laughs> dropped a complete clangor on what was supposed to be quite a nice comment. So thanks for that, Jack. You just like killed the conversation dead. So how about you move us on? So we're going to be moving on to our topic of conversation today, the importance of a wedding cake. Um, Angela, what do you think is the most important part of a wedding cake? I think it's getting something that the couple want between them, you know. So yes, you say the bride tends to lead the coordination and that sort of thing. But quite often um, when I meet brides and grooms for their consultations, the groom will have very definite opinion of what he wants the cake to taste like, for example. You know, he may not be too worried about the decoration, what it looks like overall, but he actually really wants to to know about the taste of it. And that's why I do sample cakes. And for example, I had one groom that was absolutely adamant he wanted chocolate orange, but in the end he decided he didn't like the chocolate orange. <laughs> and went with chocolate instead so i guess those taster sessions are important because you know as much as a cake is well i think a wedding cake more than any other cake is about um almost showmanship it still has actually got to taste good as well so that's obviously mm. pretty important there's no point having a, a beautiful hang, hanging wedding cake that's been made out of the sponge that's like concrete for the um, the sake of structural integrity, because that just wouldn't work. Obviously, that's not going to happen with a cake like yours. Uh, nope, but you know, nope. they, 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 there has to be a crossover between kind of style and design with the tastes and the, the flavors as well. Um, I think what's really important about wedding cakes, I, it's the one one of the things that I'm always excited about seeing whenever I go to a, and perform at a wedding. I really want to see what the cake is like because they are always so different. Um, I think there's been a trend over the last couple of years probably of uh, naked wedding cakes and I kind of like those they're kind of cool with maybe a bit of fruit and a bit of decoration they're kind of cool uh, but you, you never know like as with any wedding you never know what you're turning up to exactly but with the cakes it could be anything from you know a kind of fully royal royal icing thing with you know peel, peeling back and there's kind of lego bricks underneath or something like that <laughs> or it can be I saw the best cake I've ever seen and this is fairly recently uh, it was a hexagonal tiered wedding cake um, that was just stunning. Like, and the angles on it were just like yeah. nailed, nailed on perfect. And that is, I think, this the only thing that was spoken about at the wedding more than I was, according to the bride and groom. So I was upstaged by baked goods. So, <laughs> and that says everything about how important was the that, cake is. That was uh, was that a naked cake as well, if I remember correctly, Chris? Yes, it was. It was a uh, it was a naked cake. It was hexagonal, three tiered, if I remember rightly. Uh, and then it, they had a because it was September they had like an autumnal theme so it was it was decorated with kind of some nice um, fallen leaves around it and some kind of um, cappuccino kind of colours as well uh, I, I'm trying to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about I mean I wasn't even there I've only seen the pictures from you uh, and your Facebook page and stuff and and I still remember it yeah so you I think the cake can be an incredibly important part exactly yeah. I think it's um... For some couples, it's so important what the wedding cake looks like um, because it really is the centerpiece of their um, their celebration after the wedding, whether that's a full breakfast or just a gathering or whatever. Um, it, it's a conversation starter if you're going to muddle up the tables and have both sides of the family and friends. You know, it gives everybody something to talk about when they're when they're getting together. You know. I think that more often than not, the cake is positioned somewhere 
uh, within the wedding breakfast where it's kind of seen by everyone as they as they kind of come in or some of that can be seen from there wherever they're sat once they're sat down so i mean for me personally i not get any centerpieces at all and i put all of that money into having the most awesome cake imaginable uh, and i can see jack nodding because i know that he's a very big fan of cake more the eating of it i think i am uh, <laughs> this reminds me of <laughs> it reminds me of sadie's episode <laughs> Sadie's episode when we uh, <laughs> the random question was uh, if you're in a cake shop and you could only choose one cake for the rest of your life to have what would you choose and Jack's answer was the biggest one <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true you've got to have the biggest cake but I think what's really nice about wedding cakes is that it's a great chance as you kind of touched on Chris to really put your personality onto a wedding cake like you can have these, you can go for the bear cakes, the naked cakes, and all these kind of things, or you can go for really extravagant royal icing cake, or anywhere in the middle. You know, you can have these Lego brick wedding cakes and all these kind of things. It's a great chance to really do you on a wedding cake, I think. Uh, and as we say time and time again on this podcast, pretty much every episode, I think, is uh, a wedding is about putting your personality on it, and a cake is a great way to do that and to create a. Uh, a centerpiece, a talking point. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I've seen. Um, have you seen many painted wedding cakes? And that's an open question to Jack or Angela, by the way. <laughs> no. Yes, yes, yeah. They are beautiful, beautiful painted cakes. I think you have to be a really talented artist to be able to to paint the some of the decorations that that are on wedding cakes. There's just amazing scenes or floristry work that's actually painted on. Um, I think you have to have a, a certain special type of talent to be able to do those cakes. So it seems a little bit like showing off that not only can you make a cake, not and then you make it delicious, then you kind of make it structured and tall and everything, and then you have to go one step further and paint it and just make it look <laughs> it, that that show off some artistic flair as well. I mean, I saw one uh, relatively recently, I think, on Instagram from a, another Dorset supplier. I can't remember who it was, but. Um, uh, yeah, it had like a cow painted on one level. The next level up had a tractor on it, uh, and then it had uh, like a field of corn maybe on the top level. I feel like, but the, the cow was like photorealistic cow, um, and that that sort of thing, like, like just like the hexagonal cake, uh, and just like a hanging cake, I'm sure is literally going to be spoken about for a long time after the day itself. So it's mm. although although the eating of the cake is going to take a matter of minutes, especially if Jack's around. Um, the, 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 the and maybe even the flavour of that cake will kind of be very short-lived in the memory. You'll remember it was a nice cake, but it's the the style and the impact of that cake, uh, and it all kind of t ties into a theme. It all ties into a personality, and I think that's you know I genuinely think, although it is inverted commas just a cake, I think it's something that's actually worth in investing a good amount of money in in terms of kind of creating a, a memorable wedding day. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, you need to be able to budget when you're looking at your wedding cakes, you know, really think carefully about your budget of how much you're going to be able to um, afford. We all want to be able to create a cake that the, the couple really like. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, finding something that that works for both the cake maker and, and the couple yeah that makes sense um so this is a thing that we talk about quite a lot with other suppliers that are a relatively visual uh supplier if 
a couple comes to you with, say, something like a Pinterest board or something like that, or they have one particular picture of a cake that they go, I want this. Is that helpful for you? Or would you rather they say, we want something that's a little bit like this, and then you sketch something out and you create something unique for them? Um, I love working visually. So if they can produce pictures for me, that's a great way that I love to work. However, due to copyright, we can't reproduce the exact same cake. So a couple always has to be mindful that you cannot produce the exact same thing that somebody else has designed and created simply because of the copyright. So um, it always has to be tweaked slightly, um, whether that's different shaped tears or different types of flowers on the cake or whatever it is that they, they want to do. But for me personally, visually, um, I love working with, with pictures and then we'll come up with something that's unique for them. Yeah, it's obviously going to be frowned upon. It's not, not, not a great thing to do as just a, a person or a professional, obviously. A um, couple of things I wanted to go over, but I'm, I'm talking quite a lot on this podcast. I'm not sure I'm just taking over. Um, first thing I want to go over... It's because there's cake involved, isn't there, Chris? <laughs> yeah. It's all about the cake. Cake is amazing, you know. Who, who doesn't love cake? I mean, and if anyone says me, then they're wrong. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Two things I wanted to cover, and they kind of cross over, so I'm going to ask both of them kind of concurrently if that's fine so uh number one how important is it to use a professional wedding cake supplier and kind of what's the difference between what would be the kind of difference and kind of join in with that question is you know uh if a wedding cake is particularly cheap from a supplier what what would be the risk of going for a, a kind of cheap cake i think always choose a professional over um friends or it's lovely if a friend or a family maker a family member can make the cake um but i think you always run the risk of them being not very well beforehand or um them dropping it on the way to the <laughs> to, or it not being quite what the person wanted mm. from a from a professional point of view if you're hiring somebody to make your cake they are responsible for your cake right up to the point of delivery when you deliver it set it up and you've got it looking as a professional you've got it looking exactly perfect for that couple on their wedding day and it's something that the couple don't have to worry about they don't have to liaise with the venue the professional will do all that for you um and they just don't have to worry about the cake from from any point of view at all because it's in safe hands yeah i think the last thing you want is you know booking someone to do your cake and you know they're not a professional or whatever and they don't have insurance or whatever it might be uh, and they've not transported the cake before or they're trying to do it on the back of a borrowed van or something or something and they don't know how to drive because obviously you've got to drive differently with a cake in the car as well presumably um, so yeah but uh, yeah I think that's uh, that's kind of answered what I wanted to know which brings us to well, the end of this section and uh, moves us on to our quickfire questions indeed it does Chris um <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny, but I did. Uh, so we're going to ask you some questions, Angela, and then just the, the kind of first answer that pops to your head. Uh, so the first question is your number one tip for hiring a cake maker. Uh, find somebody who is willing to take on what you want to do, is happy to work with you, um, and somebody you feel comfortable with who um, you can discuss all your ideas through with. Okay, fantastic. So, next question. What's your favourite wedding story, Angela? Uh, 
Uh, I think it has to be for one earlier this summer when I was chatting with the Biden room about their hanging cake and they said, my gran just can't work out how this is going to work. And so we did the cake, had the wedding day, spoke to the couple post-wedding and um, granny, true to form, had to put her hand underneath the, the cake to make sure there was no trickery going on with how it was hanging. She just really couldn't understand how the cake was hang, uh, was going to hang. Um, so I think that's probably the sweetest story I've heard. Bless granny. <laughs> yeah. I, I can understand that. I, I th- I've i been to I was at a wedding fair and the stand opposite me had a hanging cake uh, and I spent most of my day staring at it trying to work out how it worked. So uh totally understand her position. So, um, conversely to your best wedding story, uh, what is your worst wedding story? Uh, it wasn't one that's happened to me, thankfully, but I um, know of a caterer who had to rescue a wedding cake because um, somebody had had delivered and, and set up the cake and um, gradually over the course of an hour or so, the whole thing had started to slide because it was made with fresh cream, it was a naked cake and um, she had to had to rescue it with, with more cream and, and strawberries and literally redecorate the whole cake um so yeah that was pretty from a cake maker's point of view it's a horror story <laughs> that, that sounds like something a caterer should never have to do like a a, a tv show with it shouldn't happen to a caterer uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moving on to your number one tip for planning a wedding so this is like a general wedding planning tip um Break your budget down into sections. Um, Be flexible with that budget though. So if you know there's something that you really, really want, could you be able to take it from a different area that isn't quite so important to you? If there's something that that you've really got a fixed idea on um, and it's a little bit more than you thought it was gonna be, is there another area that you can tweak it from? So um, set your budget, but be flexible within those categories. Yeah, I think that's something that we kind of firmly agree on in terms of uh, value first. So even if something costs a bit more, uh, that might have a huge amount more value. Um, and then something else that you are spending on money on might not have really any value to the wedding day at all, in which case that's the place where you want to cut the money mm-hmm. back on. Um, which takes on to our random question. Angela, what is the funniest thing you've ever seen? <laughs> you two on Skype. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was rude. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming in a positive, we are hilarious banter kind of way. A- absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we do like to try and make the, the recording fun. And Jack, what is the funniest thing that you've ever seen? Um, just you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming that's in a much less kind way. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. That's it. Uh, what a, what a heartbreaking right. end to the show. Thanks for that, Jack. I bet you're really glad you asked now, aren't you? <laughs> no, I, I think it's just going to come to show to everyone who's listening who the nicer person is um, out of myself and you <laughs> and which magician they'd perhaps turn to uh, if they were trying to decide between the two of us at some point in the future. Should I go for the nice one who's going to be kind or the one who's a big meanie? Um, 
So there you go. So, with that heartbreaking end to the show, uh, Angela, could you tell us where people can find out about your business should they want to get in contact and have an awesome hanging wedding cake at their wedding day? Yeah, my website is monbellamorecakecraft.co.uk or I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Just want to spell that out just in case there's anyone who's uh, not sure on the spelling of that, just so people can definitely find you. Yes, it's M-O-N-B-E-L-A-M-O-U-R, cake craft. Perfect. And Jack, if they want a mean magician at their wedding, where can they find you? Um, they can go to www.theluxurymagician.com or you can find me on Facebook, Jack Brister, The Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at jbristermagic. And Chris, if people want to find, uh, if they want to find out more, uh, where might they go to do that? You could go to www.chrispiercymagic.co.uk. Uh, Piercy is spelled P-I-E-R-C-Y. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, the podcast is basically everywhere you listen to your music. So if you're finding this on uh, Facebook or somewhere else and you want to know where you can find it elsewhere, anyway, listen to your music. Search for Yes to I Do podcast and you'll find it. Anything else to add, Jack? No. Nope. Any apologies? Or... Uh, yeah, um, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry, I didn't really mean it. You're you're not the funniest thing I've seen. Go on. Okay, oh, what is no, that? See, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that, should I? Because <laughs> now I've got to come up with something no. that's that's funny. Go on, funny, funniest thing you've... All right, I'll make it easier. Funniest thing you've ever seen at a wedding. You've got to make up for this now. I've got, yeah. So the funniest thing I've, I've seen at a wedding would be <clears throat> uh, the best man falling in the water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, did he have a change of clothes? No. Wow, that's fantastic. Unfortunate, um, yeah. I now accept your apology. Thank you. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Angela. It's been a really fun and enjoyable podcast. Uh, I cannot wait to see one of your hanging wedding cakes at a wedding I attend soon. Uh, so hopefully the, uh, the stars align and I get to see one. Um, uh, but thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, thanks for... I don't... I, I, I don't know what to say to you, Jack, today. I'm in a bad mood. Um, uh, it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do Podcast. <laughs>